Good evening. Our top story tonight, the NFL schedule is kind of released. It's been coming out in waves. It's been coming out in leaks. We have the whole giant schedule, and oh boy, did they get screwed. All that and much, much more on Player Profiler today. And I have a very special guest here tonight. Tyler, welcome to the show. Why don't you introduce yourself to all the people out there, what you've been working on, and what you hope to accomplish in the near future. Yeah, my name's Tyler uh, from Minnesota. And honestly, the only thing I plan to accomplish right now is winning Best Ball Mania and that's, or any underdog draft or anything. So that's kind of only my, my real only goal in life right now. But uh, yeah, I love Best Ball and just ready to – I'm excited to be here and excited to talk about the NFL schedule. So. Big best ball guy, and of course, you're playing it on underdog. We absolutely love underdog here at Play Profiler. We'll, we'll highlight them in just a moment. But Tyler, you've been looking at the NFL schedule in preparation for this. We've been chatting about it in the background. What is the number one thing you took away? Took away, the, I mean, you mentioned it in the intro, but the Giants got absolutely screwed with this schedule. I mean, we got it was seven, seven games on the road out of their first nine. It's, I mean, they're, and it's some tough games too. I'm looking at it right now. They got, this is again, allegedly, but it seems to be right. They got at Cardinals, which is fine. But then it's like at Niners, at Dolphins, at Bills, at Raiders, like commanders who could be decent. So, I mean, it's just, it's a tough look all the way around you. They don't, I mean, I guess they get to play at home for like the later half of the season, but it's still, still very tough. And, and you get to play at home end the season. I did notice that. But I also noticed to end the season in three, or I, th- I think I can't remember if it's the final three weeks or the final four weeks, they play the Eagles twice. Yeah, it's e- it's at Eagles versus Rams and then home versus the Eagles week 18. Oh, that just, I don't know why the NFL hates the Giants so much. And they're setting them up for failure too, right? They've got a bunch of primetime games, but... This is a team snuck into the playoffs, and I believe they got better as a team, but they also got really lucky in a lot of games last year, and that will change like that. I don't know if Giants are going to be on the positive end of all these primetime games. Yeah, it's, I mean, you. I kind of like, the, I mean, the Giants went out there, they got Darren Waller. I mean, they got some other pass catchers. They drafted Jalen Hyatt, who we'll see kind of what he turns into, but I think they did get better as a team. And if Daniel Jones can throw for what did he, how many touchdowns did he throw for last year? I think it was like 15, 15, something like that. So we'll see if those numbers go up. Still a great quarterback in fantasy though, even though he didn't throw 15 touchdowns, kind of one of my sneaky guys I like in best ball. But uh, yeah, Giants got absolutely screwed. Another takeaway that I had was the amount of primetime games the Packers got. They have five primetime games for a team that we don't even know it like probably not going to be that good right unless jordan love is like the next i don't know patrick mahomes they got five primetime games it's gonna be like oh great the packers are on again in like week 12 and we'll be like oh can't wait to watch this yeah and so i was reading up about about that and there's a lot of takes flying around as there is with every game announcement but for the packers i was hearing well you know, the Lombardi Trophy, the Super Bowl Trophy, is named after the Packers' former coach. They're going to get that deference until they're proven to be bad. So until Jordan Love is absolutely awful and they go three and whatever, they are going to have primetime games. 
before we continue on that, before we get to some best ball talk, let's hear about some best ball from the Podfather. Let's take a moment to talk about Underdog Fantasy. Now, many of you have already signed up. Thousands have signed up from Player Profile already over the years. Underdog has supported us since 2020. Much of what you see on Player Profiler is because of Underdog, because of their support. Get the Underdog app, plug in that promo code UNDERWORLD, and they're making the NBA fun. Their NBA pickums. It's changed my Wednesday night. It's changed my Sunday afternoon. I used to play Underdog just for the best ball drafts. I mean, the best ball drafts are amazing. These draft rooms fill so quickly, and you can win life-changing money. You want to take advantage of all the sleepers we talk about on this show? Well, what better place than in an Underdog draft room to do that? And I recommend taking your underdog play to the next level by diving into their NFL pickums. It's important to correlate those NFL pickums. You can pick both the quarterbacks and the wide receivers to exceed expectations. Correlate them and you can 5x your payout. Bada bing, bada boom. Underdog Fantasy, the promo code is Underworld. For an instant deposit match up to $100, Underdog is the truest friend of the Underworld. We love Underdog here on Player Profiler today. You clearly love Underdog. You're not even assigned to get these ad reads, and you've been hyping up Underdog all evening. So I got to ask you, with those first two complaints, not so much complaints, but just things we noticed about the schedule, Giants and Packers in best ball. Any thoughts on those? Especially, I really want to hear Christian Watson. Can he keep up the pace he was on last year, or was that a fluke? Yeah, I don't know, especially I with the well, let's start with the Packers. So, I'm I don't know why I don't like Christian Watson. I think I look back at his stats and he had all of his touchdowns in like a 4 to 5 game stretch. Like he wasn't really cons- now granted it was the later half of the season. So, I guess you'd like to see that that he's performing well kind of as his, like as his rookie year progresses, but I just didn't I, there's just something about it where it's like he would it would be like four catches two would be touchdowns and he would have like maybe 90 yards. Like he didn't have like a nice reception kind of profile, like a nice target share of the offense that I, uh, you like would have hoped to see. I think he, I think Romeo Dobbs actually had a higher target share than Christian Watson, if I remember correctly. So I'm not really in on Christian Watson, but I just saw a report yesterday that said Romeo Dobbs um, could be the lead, the lead Packers in receptions, I think so. He's going at a great price right now, kind of going around like KJ Osborne in that range. So I'm I'm in on Romeo Dobbs. I mean, I'm willing to take a shot on Jordan Love, but I mean, we'll see kind of how how it all shakes out. With Christian Watson, it feels as though because the stretch he went on was literally Randy Moss esque, and so obviously, well, he's not Randy Moss sell. But at the same time, I think there's room for him to go up in target. So I'm still in on Christian Watson, though it's a risk is an absolute risk and if you could get people to capitalize on the randy moss price tag then that absolutely worked back to the giants though and any other teams because they're going to be playing the eagles they're going to be playing the cowboys they're going to be playing the commanders what are your thoughts on just the nfc east as a whole because that is just a hell of of a division yeah the, the nfc east is a great division i mean i think the the worst team would probably be like the commanders but even though like they, they it seems like they're always just kind of in it like they're always kind of in that like mediocre range where they're kind of like seven and ten or like eight and what's the math nine so uh yeah it's just I, I like the NFCs as a whole I think one of the offenses like the Giants are a great offense to target right now and one thing I kind of like about the Giants is if you're st- like I, everyone talks about stacking when we're talking about underdog and if you're trying to stack uh, some teams you maybe get sniped on, like let's say you have Jamar Chase and you get sniped on 
Joe Burrow and you also have DK Metcalf and you get sniped on uh, Geno Smith, then the Giants are a really easy team to backstack where you can get Daniel Jones and then all of his weapons are kind of going after maybe except Waller, I think. I don't remember exactly where their ADPs are, but you can get Wandale really late. You can get Isaiah Hodgins really late. You can get some of those guys who may not be as known, but kind of targeting that unknown is what wins you best ball like tournaments. So I really like that perspective of, of it from the Giants. So yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in on the Giants too. I'm in on any team that's going to be uncertain because that's where you can get an edge. Love that the willingness to be versatile, the willingness to adapt. And I especially love the mention of Isaiah Hodgins because everyone else on that team has someone other than Darren Waller. Obviously there's no Darren Waller replacement, but Paris Campbell, he's competing with Wandale. He gets healthy. He's competing with Sterling Shepard. Darius Slayton, he does the exact same thing as Jalen Hyatt, whereas Isaiah Hodgins on that outside. He And it's uncertainty because all those guys are in competition can win, but feels as though Hodgins has that role, that ex-receiver role on the outside just carved out for him. Yeah, I know. I totally agree because, like you said, it's such a competition for the slot. And somebody needs to play X and they don't really have a bun- bunch of guys, as you mentioned, who can, who like their profile really fits that. So especially um, Jalen Hyde, like he's not an X receiver right now. Maybe he can be in the NFL. And I saw, I think I saw a terrible press coverage stat from him. Uh, so I don't know how we feel about that, but speedster, maybe he can do something in the NFL. I also will say, I saw that video of him route running. Uh, it was one of those rookie spotlight shows. Those routes look crisp. I like the routes I saw from Jalen Hyde. So uh, I'm in on that, but as far as like the X receiver goes, I think Isaiah Hodgins would be someone you'd want to target uh, if you have Daniel Jones already. Yeah, Hodgins will be that stretch, or sorry, not Hodgins. Hodgins will be the X. Jalen Hyatt, hopefully he can become that stretch Z because he did look good in that video. And then all of a sudden people start overreacting about how slow his high knees look when he's in training camp. It's just, it's hilarious how the internet reacts. Before we get out of here, I do want to ask, is the internet overreacting to anything else that we're seeing on this early schedule announcement? Um, I haven't really seen any like the internet takes yet of the schedule. But one thing that I might be overreacting to is how bad some of these Thursday night football games are again. <laughs> Have you seen it? They're, they're, they're not great. There's some really, there's some really bad ones. After the entire, like last year, Twitter was like, oh, great. We get to watch bears uh whoever again on thursday night football like week 10 like let me just read off some of the games we got i mean obviously lions or lions chiefs to start the the year is great and then vikings eagles week two but then we got week five bears commanders i'm i mean i'll watch every game but i'm not excited to watch that we got buccaneers bills which i mean you got the Bills, so it's fine but it's the bucks so it's baker mayfield or kyle trask titan steelers in week nine Week 10, Panthers-Bears. Bears are on it twice for Thursday Night Football. And then we got Patriots-Steelers week 14. And so Steelers on it twice, too. Steelers on it twice, too. And then we got uh, Jaguar-Saints. So, yeah. And one other one other note I do really like, the, the fact that the Jaguars are playing back-to-back games in London, which is crazy. That I like the first time someone's ever done that. So they got the Falcons in week four, and then they're staying in London to play the bills the next week. So that's kind of interesting too. Especially because Shad Khan basically has a a pavilion, a block carved out of London where he can just post up all of the players and they can have pretty much their own house and live their own life that they would back home. But it's in England. So it's 
a transition, but not the way that it is when you're just there for a week. The Jaguars have that down to a science, and it's almost like home field advantage. This is a home game for the Buffalo Bills, the second one, but really, it's a home game for the Jaguars. Yeah, and it's it's uh, I think a nice, a nice comparison somebody made was there's there's teams like there's history of teams where maybe the let's say the Saints will go out west and they'll have to play the Seahawks and then play like the Niners in back-to-back weeks. Some teams will just stay out west. So it's kind of a similar thing with this London thing. So, and like you said, they're in London every year. Like every single year the Jaguars play in London. So it's, I'm sure they got their, that science figured out. And I think they've played pretty well in London. If I don't, if, I'm, if I remember that correctly, I remember, I think Trevor, Trevor, did they win last year? I think Trevor won his rookie year. I remember that game, but I don't remember if they won last year. I'm pretty sure Trevor Lawrence is undefeated in England. If <laughs> I, I could be wrong. I could be misquoted, but yeah. Trevor Lawrence, the king of England. Exactly. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, Tyler, thank you so much for joining me here tonight. Any final thoughts, anything you want to plug in? Where can the people find you? Find me on Twitter. I just changed my Twitter name to at PPR Tyler. Just couldn't believe it wasn't taken. So that's my new Twitter name. And that's pretty much about it. Just follow me on Twitter. I post a lot of uh, just funny fantasy videos. Like I got a lot of memes locked up just for some crazy takes that come my way. So I got some meme videos lined up, ready to go. And it's going to be a great off season. It's going to be a great offseason. Excited to hang around with Tyler more throughout the offseason. We'll be chatting from time to time. Tyler, thank you so much for joining. We will have you back soon. Make sure you follow at PPR Tyler. Tyler, see you soon. Thank you. What a delight. Tyler is absolutely awesome. Getting to chat with him the other day. You, you ever get that sense where you meet someone and who? This is a sharp cat. That is the impression I got working with Tyler just the other day so excited to have him hanging around just a little bit more and excited for a lot of these games we got thanksgiving the cowboys at the commanders and senior football has pointed out something very true washington beat all three teams in the nfc east last year the commanders commanders gave their eagle the commanders gave the eagles their first loss NFC East is competitive. I know the other night I said I don't want the Commanders on primetime. And that's more because the style of team they are. They are typically not a high-flying, high-slinging team. They are a ground-and-pound Brian Robinson into the dirt type of team. So for that reason, they're just not a team I want in primetime. It's like the Falcons. The Falcons are going to be competitive. The Falcons could make the playoffs. I just don't want them in prime time. They're just not that team that gets me excited. So that's why I don't love the commanders for prime time. I'm hoping we're not getting a whole lot, but for Thanksgiving, a rivalry game against the Dallas Cowboys. Yes. Sign me up. That's not, it's technically prime time. It's an Island game. I count Island games as prime time. Love that. Love Packers at Lions on Thanksgiving. And, I don't know if that counted as a primetime game when Tyler was mentioning it, but that's an island game. Jordan Love versus the Detroit Lions on Thanksgiving. It's going to be a fun time. It's going to be a fun, fun season as we continue to have these announcements roll out like Tom Brady. Tom Brady will be back in New England in 2023 for a game. He's going to be hanging out week one with the New England Patriots. He is going to be celebrated as the Patriots face the Eagles in a 
two-time Super Bowl rematch. Brady won once against the Eagles. Lost a second time, but exciting times. Brady. And the fact that Robert Kraft has announced this, unless it's some fugazi where he announced it, trying to pressure Tom Brady to come back. I don't see Robert Kraft doing that. Robert Kraft loves Tom Brady too much to just say, hey, I, you're coming back to New England to celebrate yourself. No. So because of that, I believe even more that Tom Brady is retired. I don't think he's going to come out of retirement. I really don't. He wouldn't have told Robert Kraft, I will be there in week one. Were he still considering it? So Tom Brady, I know this is just kind of a throwaway story. Oh, that's interesting. Tom Brady's going back to the Patriots to be celebrated. But to me, that means it's over. That means it is officially over for Tom Brady. I finally am willing to accept that it is over. Sansa wants all sorts of attention tonight. Senior football noticing her. Hopefully you didn't notice her too much during the early part of the show. She was throwing a little bit of fit. Started making the camera all wobbly. And that girl, I tell you. But anyways, we do want to highlight, before we get to these rookie updates, we want to highlight the rookies in the rookie guide. Oh, I'm wearing Cody's hat in honor of Cody Carpentier. He has finished the rookie guide. It is a masterpiece. The best rookie guide you will read that combines both real NFL draft analysis and fantasy analysis. This guy goes deep. I mean, do you know who Tyon Evans is? This man wrote up and ranked 40 running backs, 40 wide receivers, 15 quarterbacks, and 23 tight ends. 23 tight ends? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. We've got fantasy rookie draft cheat sheets for super flex and single quarterback to go along with these write-ups that include analytics player comps and play style player comps. All the stats you need, the analysis you need to understand what kind of impact these guys are going to have in the NFL and for your fantasy team. So go to playerprofiler.com, go to any player page, go to the NFL draft section, and click the button to get the rookie guide. It's just 10 bucks. That's it. That's all. It's not the most expensive, but it is the best. So, anyways, back to the rookies. The rookie guide is phenomenal. Unfortunately, not all of these numbers are phenomenal. Because, you know... We here at Player Profiler today are big number people, numerologists, some would call us. And the fact that C.J. Stroud is wearing seven, that's good. Houston Texans, that first pick that they made was the correct one. But Will Anderson, he was number 31 in college, which I didn't love. 31's not a great number, but... Really, at Alabama, when you play defense, you can wear whatever number you want. C.J. Mosley was 32, and it, it doesn't matter. A Crimson Tide jerseys, you look badass no matter what. But when you come to the NFL, and you pick 51 as an edge rusher, as an already smaller edge rusher at 250 pounds, ah, don't love it. Barkevius Mingo from the Cleveland Browns vibes. Another smaller edge rusher that picked 51. Now, granted, it's not all about the number. There are more important things, including the skill of these players, but it's just bad vibes. 
it's bad vibes and we don't like bad vibes. We're all about the good vibes, aren't we? Toronto, di- Toronto, Dave. Thank you for appreciating the J shirt. I don't have any Leafs gear, but I thought that, you know what? I could be, I could show some support to the city of Toronto wear the J shirt here tonight. Continuing with the rookies, though, the rest are good so far in terms of numbers. I already know Bijan, number seven in that Atlanta Falcon jersey. Whoo! That might be the top selling jersey in the NFL. CJ Stroud, number seven. We already mentioned that. Bryce Young, he continues to wear number nine. Great. Will Levis is switching to number eight. He was number seven, Kentucky. And he can't be 17. I don't know who seven is for the Titans, actually. But number 17 is Ryan Tannehill. So move one up to eight. Levis looks good. Hendon Hooker is 12. Wouldn't be surprised to see him change that. But number five, the number he wore at college, that's taken by David Montgomery. Excited to face the Chicago Bears. The Lions ran some little pro. Who are you most excited to face? What team are you looking forward to facing the most? David Montgomery is ready for that revenge game against the Chicago Bears. And sticking in the NFC North, Dalvin Cook is gone. He is out of there. If only someone had been telling you this for months. It's crazy. It's crazy how nothing can happen. And all of a sudden, it's just another headline. Yep, Dalvin Cook is going to be released at some point. Dalvin Cook's going to be out with the Vikings at some point. This is what? The fourth, fifth, sixth update that we've given you about Dalvin Cook? At some point, he's going to be gone from the Minnesota Vikings. We just don't know when. It's in the headlines again. It's going to happen at some point, but it just hasn't happened yet. And our final story of the night, Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy is expected to be ready by training camp. Now, I don't know if I believe that, especially when it's followed up by Kyle Shanahan talking about the Philadelphia Eagles and how excited he is that the game will take place in, I believe, week 11 instead of early in the season because that will give them time for the whole team to be healthy. Which is funny because heading into the NFC Championship, the 49ers were fully healthy. And the only reason they left the NFC Championship not healthy is because they couldn't block the Eagles' defensive line. Brock Purdy was just under pressure, harassed throughout the early portions of the game. That didn't change after he got injured. Didn't change with Josh Johnson. Didn't change with Brock Purdy. Didn't change with Christian McCaffrey. Didn't matter who the quarterback was. They were under pressure. But yeah, Kyle Shanahan, 49ers. You can take these little digs that the Eagles are. Everyone hates the Eagles. They're a bad team. They're jerks. We hate them. You can take all these shots about how they're the least liked team in the NFL. At Oh, when we're fully healthy, we're going to take care of them. But. You were healthy entering the game. The Eagles beat you. You suffered a massive injury during the game, but get over it. (laughs) 